Today I would like to share with you my journey of learning to live into Sabbath as resistance. I didn't know that was the journey I'd been on until I began to paraphrase this talk. Sabbath is when we cease our striving, our relying on our sufficiency, so we may learn that we are truly cared for by God. Sabbath as resistance may be made clearer by the tagline of Walter Brueggemann's book, Sabbath is Resistance, saying no to the culture of now. What is hilarious to me is that I've owned this book and have never read it and still haven't even in preparation for today. Yet I'm sharing my journey with practicing Sabbath and its action of forming resistance in my life. I tried to pinpoint where this journey began and I couldn't. It is a mystery in my life that I cannot control or even separate from my living and breathing. Walter Brueggemann co-authored another book with Peter Block and John McKnight entitled An Other Kingdom, in which they write that mystery is an opening to the unknown. It's an opening to creativity and imagination. It opens the door to a neighborhood or community organized by covenant neighborliness. Mystery provides a cosmology, a relationship with nature, the planets, and the stars, and a connection to all living things. These are the ways that people have understood mystery held in community. Mystery is the embodiment of spiritual life. I have fallen in love with mystery. I choose to not demand that I control or understand everything. I believe, God, that there is abundance, even in the wilderness, of an uncertain future, that I can live careless in the care of God and relax, not being so preoccupied with getting, so that I can respond to God's giving, even when I can't imagine how it will come about. As I Sabbath from controlling, I leave space for mystery to act with fidelity and freedom. Our Creator's ways are not our ways. I believe that mystery has work to do and is about it, and that that work is the embodiment of justice in creation. Because I value mystery in my life, Walter Brueggemann writes that God becomes important to me. Mystery helps me in some ways toward a path of humility, peacefulness rather than imperialness, and to understand that I do not and will not ever understand or command this place. I take the embodiment of spiritual life as the reality that I am beginning to experience as truly feeling and experiencing my spiritual life through, within, and beyond my body. To me, there is an increasing awareness of no separation between the lives and actions of our Creator, creation, all people, and myself. Active mystery comes to me, and my heart's learning joy, even in the midst of fear and struggle, is to receive it. Mystery has proven itself faithful and present to me, while at the same time it is faithful and present to all of creation. For example, last week I was distracted during worship because I saw that there were three newly planted trees in Logan Park. I was suddenly smitten by their being. I felt them, and before I left, I went, met with them, and welcomed their thriving among us. And through mystery, I intuited in my be- I intuited my being connected with their being, even though they are so other from me. I experienced a moment of communing worship with them. And so, since each other that I come across in my life is becoming continually more precious to me, I more and more deeply seek to put all the power, creation, and action of my life towards that which nurtures, 
provides for, heals, and builds all things up. In doing this, my life has become a resistance against all that seeks to destroy, tear down, or oppress through ceaseless striving. I think Richard Rohr explains this well in his daily meditation blog from this past Friday. He says, It seems to me that a regular practice of contemplation, we could say Sabbath, makes it almost inevitable that our politics are going to change. The way we spend our time is going to be called into question. Our smug socioeconomic perspective will slowly be taken away from us. When we practice prayer consistently, things that we think of as our necessary, of as our necessary, well, sorry, when we practice prayer consistently, the things we think of as our necessary ego boundaries fall away little by little as unnecessary and even unhelpful. Whatever our calling on behalf of the world, it must proceed from a foundational yes to God, to life, to reality. Our necessary no to injustice and all forms of unlove will actually become ever clearer and more urgent in the silence. Now our work has a chance of being God's pure healing instead of our impure anger and agenda. So what does this practice of consistent prayer look like that Richard Rohr talks about? I think Philippians 4, 6-9 gives us hints. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, of everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. I think the advice of instead of worrying, pray, is an opportunity to practice Sabbath as resistance. When you decide to rely on God for your provision, worries and fears will come up abundantly. If you do the work of paying attention to when you are worried and you turn away from worry and choose to pray each time, you are actively using Sabbath as resistance. You will gradually become more and more aware of what you're worried about what is going on inside you and who you are. You will more and more readily and naturally cry out in prayer instead of acting or grasping with work from worry and fear. Learning to practice and respond more and more in the careless and the care of God life, I'm beginning to taste the freedom that the Apostle Paul writes about further on in chapter 4 of Philippians. Actually, he writes, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally, I've learned to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything with the one who makes me who I am. One of the most precious things I've realized as a result of this journey in my life is my growing ability to creatively and imaginatively solve problems in the way of my Sabbath intentions. This was made more obvious to me because of COVID-19. For years, I've been organizing our home life in ways that are sustainable and careful for for the preservation of natural resources. I never realized that that practice was building in me an ability to know that if our usual systems of resource change, I will adapt and find another provision. 
I am formed now for it, and I have a deep rest and trust that my life will not fall apart because I can't get what I'm used to getting right when I'm used to getting it. What freedom this has brought me. There are many burdensome worries that are just not relevant for me anymore because of that. So, in closing, I would like to pray for us. Please join me. Our Creator, Lord, please come even more and help us to relax and not be so preoccupied with getting, so we can respond more fully to your giving. May we increasingly know you and how you work. May our lives be steeped in your reality, your initiative, your provision. Teach us to not worry about missing out, and may we increasingly find our everyday human concerns met by you. May we more and more give our entire attention to what you are doing right now and not get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. You will help us deal with whatever hard thing comes up when the time comes. Even now you are preparing us, making us able to meet what we will need to meet. So now we rest ourselves in you. Amen.